What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender here. Adam Ronas there. And all you guys in between. What's up, Ronas? How are you doing tonight on uh, on Tuesday Night Football? Yeah, another day of football that we're not accustomed to, but uh, pretty much how we expected. I know we both liked Baltimore when we were picking the game, and they did come out and win 34-17. So pretty much went as we expected for the most part. Yeah, it really did. It was a little slow at first, you know, watching that first half go. And I was like, oh, man, wow. It was like 17-10. I was surprised, actually, that Dallas, you know, Dallas looked like they they were moving the ball on the ground a little bit, right? Zeke Elliott um, ended up with a, I mean, you know, not a normal Zeke Elliott day, but considering Baltimore's run defense and the Cowboys' offensive line, I really wasn't expecting much of anything. And, uh and a, and a decent performance by him. What, 18 carries, 77 yards. Yeah, also four receptions, 18 yards. Could have gotten in the end zone late, but they had a couple of cracks uh, when they got down near the end zone. They gave him three tries, and he couldn't get in. Uh, and eventually it resulted in an Amari Cooper touchdown. But I thought the Cowboys' offensive line held up pretty well, especially in pass protection. You know, that was the main concern coming in, especially with the Ravens getting some players back on the defensive side of the football. And Andy Dalton was only sacked once tonight, did have time to throw. Uh, so he put up a respectable game. And if you use any of the receivers for Dallas, you know, Cooper, five catches, 43 yards and a touchdown, also had a 10-yard run. Gallup, I doubt many people used him, but he came through. He led the team in targets with 11, and we have seen Dalton go to him at times. And he had seven receptions, 86 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I don't, I didn't see CeeDee Lamb much in the second half, or there were times he wasn't out there, and I saw a lot of Noah Brown. So I didn't see if there was any injury or what, because he was feasting in the first half. And I liked Lamb in this matchup because the Ravens are vulnerable against slot receivers. So it looked like he was headed towards a big game with six catches, 46 yards, and nine targets. But I didn't see him a lot in the second half, and especially on that drive where Amari Cooper scored. I didn't see him on the field much. Yeah, I didn't see anything about an injury. Uh, you know, truth be told, uh, I was on the phone for most of that second half of the game. Uh, so I couldn't tell you as far as injuries that I know of. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, it's so funny. I actually, I was like, I was surprised that Marlon Humphrey was getting chewed up as badly as he was getting chewed up. I, I You know, I was like, okay, you know, um, a little surprised on that, but not, not you know, tremendously. Um, we'll have to keep our eyes out. I haven't seen anything you know, recently saying that he got hurt. Maybe it was just, you know, they just, they just stopped targeting him. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really see anything. So just something to keep an eye on. Uh, But they have kind of done this a few times this year where they haven't had receivers on the field in key moments. And uh, that's uh, Mike McCarthy for you. Mike McCarthy. That dude is, is a nut job, an absolute nut job. Um, yeah, uh, from a fantasy perspective here, love seeing Marquise Brown get back into the end zone. There's a weird Miles Boykin catch there for a touchdown. Devin DuVernay, you know, I, I don't know why I believe in this dude, but I mean, it's not like I go to him every week, but I really thought that DuVernay was going to have a nice matchup this week, and he was a colossal letdown. It's good to see yeah, Dobbins, though, get 11 carries. Well, I, I kind of expected more. Uh, you know, he had the touchdown late, which really saved his day. Yes. Otherwise, it would have been mediocre, uh, even though he looks like the best back on the team. 
Look, I can't fault them giving Gus Edwards touches because he's solid too, and he had seven for 101. Uh, I just think they need to eliminate Mark Ingram. Uh, I understand he's a veteran, he's a leader, but it's not going to help them win football games. And I'm afraid in a tight game with maybe a postseason berth on the line, if they use Ingram too much, it's going to cost them. I mean, Dobbins is clearly the most explosive back on this team. Uh, I think he played the most snaps of the running backs, but it wasn't by much. And yeah, he should be getting more touches. It looked like we were headed that way two weeks ago. Then he missed last week due to COVID. Uh, maybe that was it. why. I don't know. You know, I did hear comments from Lamar Jackson after the game said that when he had COVID, he had like flu-like symptoms and he couldn't smell or taste and he wouldn't wish it on anyone. So as we've touched upon before during this podcast, it hits everyone different. So I don't know if that was maybe they said, all right, we're going to ease Dobbins in. But he's the guy that has to be featured more uh, if they want to win games. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. Um, you know, again, we've seen this with a, with a lot of these uh, these rookie backs, right? Cam Akers now, all of a sudden, he's getting more touches uh, for, you know, for the Rams. So, you know, maybe we're, you know, just kind of at this, like, weird point where, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of the coaches are like, okay, well, we've, you know, utilized these guys very little. Let's try and give them some more touches now here at the end of the season. Um, but it's still it's it's not enough to really put them over the top. I recommended Dobbins to a lot of people today, and yeah, I mean the touchdown definitely saves it. But yeah, it's uh, oof. I tell you, I tell you, Adam, it's crazy. Um, all right, well let's uh, you know, we'll shake off this. I'm trying to figure out how did I do in the uh, oh look at that. Did the GST had already updated Adam? No, I don't think so. I think it's going to take – I'm going to try and do it tonight um, and set up, like, the overall championship and what everyone has. But uh, let me – I don't think it has. Usually CBS takes a couple hours. MFL is pretty quick. I know MFL from my home league updated. Yeah, no, nah, it doesn't look like it updated yet. Oh, I thought – I was looking at points four, and it definitely looked The like... points four update, I don't think they included tonight's game right away. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to wait for it all to calculate and then, you know – Set up playoff brackets in the overall championship. Calculate the numbers. Did I make it? Did I make it? Am I in the playoffs? I'm seven and six, Adam, and I'm yeah, third you're most in. in points. Yeah, you're in. Oh, all right. I'm going to crush people now. Yeah. I got in, but I didn't get the best record, so it sucks. Yeah, at least I got the one prize money, but was hoping for the sweep. So I'm the uh, two seed. I had the most points in the league, so I have that first round buy, which I need. Yeah, see, in mine, it's uh, Billy Hayes is getting that first round buy on record, and then Joe from Brooklyn jumps over me with uh, with total points. Well, no, wait. Oh no, 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 that's right. Yeah, truck. I keep forgetting truck. Yeah, so truck he, gets in on one. record. Billy Hayes yeah. does it on points. He right, gets the for buy. The top two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All righty. All right. I'm just making sure that I'm still in it. Yeah, I'm almost certain. I took a look earlier today. It looked like you were in. It looks like Jen made it too. She uh, got in with the uh, victory. Oh, she needed the victory. Her. Good for her. I was talking some serious smack about my <laughs> matchup with her the other day. I know. It was fun. Come on. I dedicated a song to her on Jukebox Monday. I didn't hear what she did to me. said to me on, uh, uh, on Friday. Did you hear about that? I did not. What did you? I don't know, man. I heard she came back. Oh, okay, wow. This is like a, a rap battle war here. 
<laughs> going back and forth. Yeah. I'm going to be spitting bars at Jen all night long when I find out that she's she might get a revenge in the playoffs. She can't. Although she's it's probably gonna... the way it's set up, you probably can't meet her until it would probably be the championship. So, because I think she's going to be the three and you're probably the four. So, I, again, I have to, I'll go through it and uh, hopefully email it out to everyone tonight. It's going to be a late night for me. Yeah, stop being such a lazy commish. All right, fine. Yeah, well, okay, lazy. Get out of here. <laughs> well, What's priority? You got to set your priorities straight on what you're going to do. But I'll, I like to have it up pretty early. Um, so this way people who get up early will have it while I'm sleeping. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'll do all my uh, my commissioner work in the morning here. So, all right, well, we don't want to keep you too late because I know you got to get those rankings done for Fantasy Alarm. So what we'll do here is we'll talk a little bit of waiver conversation here. But before we do that, as always, got to give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site y'all need to be playing on. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. MonkeyKnifeFight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, dude, let's uh, let's get to it, man. Let's talk waiver wire action right now. Obviously, you know, not a lot out there. Playoff teams, uh, you know, kind of scraping through the bottom of the barrel here, but let's do it. Let's start off at the quarterback position. Uh, do you have any favorites? Are you going to buy into the Andy Dalton revenge game narrative next week and stream them? Well, you can. I mean, again, I thought he looked pretty good against the Ravens. You know, he had time to throw. So it is a matchup where they should be able to buy him some time. I know Sam Hubbard came back last week for the Bengals, but yeah, I think you can use Dalton. I'll probably have him ranked 17, 16, 17, 18, somewhere in that range. So uh, he might be, when you look at some of the quarterbacks, he might be the one that's out there. I can't imagine he's rostered in many leagues at this point, unless it's super flex. So yeah, I think he's one of the top ones and, I got yeah, I have to think Stafford's rostered in a lot of leagues. Rivers is not bad, you know, at Vegas. Uh, Rivers has actually been pretty productive, man. Um, you know, I went through I went through a bunch of uh, I went through a bunch of leagues, and you know, I put together a list for the the show today on Fantasy Alarm. Kirk Cousins I saw was still available in a league. Really? Yeah. Really? Blew me away. Blew me. I I've mean, been riding I've been riding him like a pony in GST the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, he's been my quarterback in FSGA for a few weeks, although I didn't make the playoffs, so my season's over. <laughs> um, yeah, Cousins was was still available. Baker Mayfield was still available in another league. Rivers, Stafford, Dalton, Alex Smith was another one that people were talking about. Yeah, I'm not on Alex Smith this week. I know it's the revenge, and we saw the 49ers defense be vulnerable, but uh, I'd take Dalton over him and probably all the quarterbacks you mentioned. I mean, obviously the other one to bring up, not a, I don't like him this week, but Jalen Hurts. He's going to start now for the Eagles, but I, I can't play him against the Saints. I know he's a running quarterback and there's upside, but, man, the Saints defense has just been so good. And I know they haven't gone against great quarterbacks either, but still, their defense is just playing too well. So if you want to pick up Hurts and maybe look ahead – uh, as as your backup quarterback, see what he does this week just to have him on your roster. Obviously, in super flex leagues, must add if he wasn't added already. People might have been adding him the last couple weeks with some of those reports, but uh, this is a very tough matchup. Even though they're at home, I wouldn't feel confident rolling him against the Saints. No, I definitely wouldn't feel confident rolling him against the Saints either. I, you know, I, you know, again, I, it's it's not so much. It's not so much Jalen Hurts as much as it is just knowing how bad that offensive line is for Philly, right? And, you know, yeah, when a guy comes in and he looks good, he looks better, it's because the other team really hasn't prepped for him, you know? It's not like it's not like they were walking in being like, well, we totally know that, Kirk, that, that uh, Carson Wentz is going to get benched here. And so we've got to kind of scheme for, for Jalen Hurts. And so, you know, he comes in, he does well, looks pretty good. We know that he's a mobile guy. Uh, but I mean, still, I mean, you know, I mean, what are you going to roll him out every single time? This kid's never going to pass from the pocket. So that's, that's just my, my only concern about him. I don't know what his schedule looks like beyond the saints, but yeah, I mean, I would, I, I, yeah, it'd be tough for me to trust him, especially in the playoffs. He, you know, I shouldn't be streaming so much in the playoffs anyway, but in case I am, Ah, I, I worry about that. Who does he have behind the uh, the Saints? At Arizona and then in Dallas. So the Dallas matchup looks pretty good. Uh, we saw Lamar Jackson run on them tonight, yeah. and they're just confused defensively once again. I mean, they were just wide open players tonight. It was so bad. I mean, Lamar Jackson's touchdown run, I mean, that was a fourth down, and like it wasn't even close. Like Vander Esch fell for the fake. And I think he was shielded by defenders. You could see him automatically go to the right and it left a vacant hole for Lamar Jackson. He wasn't even close to being touched. So that would be the matchup. But yeah, I mean, look, there might be some teams that have been streaming hurting a quarterback, you know, you could add them um, and then just, but I wouldn't play him this week. And and maybe he does, maybe he does play well against the Saints, but I can't risk it. Yeah. I can't risk it either. Nope, 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 nope. Um, All right. So, for you, Dalton is the uh, the better streamer. You know, again, if Cousins or you know if Cousins in there, or Mayfield's in there, I'd probably trust those guys maybe a little bit more than yeah. Dalton, even though it is Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah I, Cousins against Tampa. See, this is going to be interesting this week because Dalvin Cook, Tampa Bay just shuts everyone down against the run. So uh, you talk about this will be the week. I think maybe I'm wrong, but. That Dalvin Cook is going to be contrarian in DFS because of his price in the matchup against. I mean, Tampa Bay has just been death on running backs. I mean, this goes back to last year too. So that means that to me, you know, they're going to still try and run, but I think it sets up uh, for Cousins to have to pass a little bit more this week, even in a 
a neutral game script. Uh, like uh, the dude, these numbers are 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 sick, bro. You know what's the most rushing yards Tampa Bay has allowed to a running back this year? How much? Fifty nine to McCaffrey in week two, eighteen carries. These are the. I mean, I know they haven't gone against uh, some elite backs, but Kamara nine carries, forty yards. Latavius Murray ten for thirty nine. Goldman twelve for forty four. Jacobs ten for seventeen. Aaron Jones ten for fifteen. Montgomery <laughs> ten for twenty nine. Melvin Gordon eight for twenty nine. And Kamara week one twelve carries, sixteen yards. So Kamara this year twenty one carries, fifty six yards against them. Now. He did have two rushing touchdowns, and he did have five catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown in week one. So Dalvin Cook can do that. But I don't see how you play Dalvin Cook this week in DFS. No, I no. <laughs> it's so funny. I started doing the watch list, and I was like, I, you know, Dalvin was nowhere near, you know, popping in my model for for guys. I'm actually, you know, I'm looking at the uh, the Derrick Henry rebound game. Uh, I'm looking at this Tennessee Jacksonville game as being the game like Minnesota Jacksonville last week. So yeah, I agree. Let um, me see. I'm just curious what's Cook, Cook Cook's 9400 on DK. I I don't see how you pay up for him. No, I. And I, if he I, goes I, off, someone's gonna win a lot of money. At like, uh, what do you think Cook's ownership this week is? Seven percent? Will it be that high? Um, I don't know if it'll Eight. be that high. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, because the other thing is like I like to always look at it and go, well, you know, Dalvin Cook's an elite player himself. Uh, but, man, the numbers speak for themselves, man. Again, they haven't allowed a running back to rush for 59 yards, more than 59 yards this year, man. It's just ridiculous. And they haven't allowed a back to have more than five receptions in the game. No, one. Mike Davis had eight receptions against them in week two. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take, you know, certain receptions. Listen, if Dalvin Cook gets me – like 80 yards and a touchdown, and he catches like four or five passes, I'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, look, season-long leagues, you're locking them in. There's no question about that. We're just discussing for DFS. But uh, that's why, back to Cousins, I think Cousins might have to throw more than they want him to this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. This is like a this is like a 300-yard, three-touchdown, two-interception kind of a... <laughs> It's going to be yeah, a lot be. of desperation throws. I'm in on him and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's go to the running back position here. Um, you know, I, I'd i be very surprised if Cam Akers was still available in uh, in some, maybe in, in like a 10-teamer. It's a possibility. But I think the, the big name would be, coming out of this uh, Washington backfield, not knowing what the deal is with Antonio Gibson, Peyton Barber, J.D. McKissick, yeah? Yeah, McKissick might be out there. Maybe people cut him in recent weeks, so uh, definitely him. I, I can't recommend Peyton Barber. You want to play him? Go ahead. No. You're, re- you're, re- <laughs> you're relying on a touchdown, man, and um, you have to be absolutely desperate. And I know maybe there's some teams out there that are, but uh, I would not be having Barber at the top of my priority list. Like, I don't see me ranking him in the top 30, 35 running backs this week. McKissick, yes, but not Barber. Not Barber. Are there are there any running backs that you you look at? Do you look at, like, the Jets-Ty Johnson-Josh Adams tandem? Uh, I guess Ty Johnson. He's probably an RB3. I mean, but it is Seattle. You can point to Seattle and what they did against the Giants last week with Goldman having a game but and Alfred Morris scoring two touchdowns. But I find that hard to believe that it's going to be replicated this week, you know, especially in Seattle. And I got to think they bounce back in a big way. 
but you could add him. He's probably the guy. I mean, Devontae Booker's probably already rostered, and you know he might get another crack, even though he was disappointed last week. But after that, yeah, it's probably Ty Johnson if you're desperate. Nothing out there. There's nothing out there. Yeah, I mean, Edo Smith maybe, because we did see Gurley play last, but Brian Hill's still there too, so... How how unbelievably desperate do you have to be uh, to sit there and say, ah, oh, yeah, you know what? Let me pick up Edo Smith and start him first round of the playoffs. He should help me. No, I don't start him. I would. I picked him up last week in one of my deeper leagues and put him on the bench just in case you know they shut Gurley down. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't start him. I mean, none of these guys are startable this week. I mean, Ty Johnson is like a desperation play, but we can't expect what happened last week to occur again. No, I don't think we can count on that occurring again either. No, not in any way. Um, do we just move to wide receiver? Yeah, I think so. There's just there's just not much out there running back this week. There is not. Wide receiver is interesting. T.Y. Hilton's probably still available. Tim Patrick is available. Um, maybe nobody took Kiki Kute in your league and he ended up turning out a a big game for them. I kind of like this Colin Johnson kid on the Jags. Yeah, the problem is that you still have Chenault, who did get a little banked up, so I'd keep an eye on him. You have Chenault, who got banked up. You still have Chark. I know he didn't have a big game, but he ran a lot of routes. They were targeting deep. They just didn't really connect. Uh, so I don't see him as a guy that you can start. I mean, he was still third on the team in snaps for wide receivers. And I, how many guys from Jacksonville could you play at wide receiver with Glennon at quarterback? <laughs> so it, it's really just Chark for me there. Maybe Chenault. Uh, but yeah, QT would definitely be the top one. Maybe someone didn't add him last week and they had some doubt. Patrick, uh, he's the go-to guy for Locke. I mean, Locke's a guy that just doesn't go through his reads and he kind of just improvises. And it seems like the guy he looks for is Tim Patrick. Uh, Jerry Judy's... Uh, I think I saw Judy uh, had a tweet and deleted it, as many guys do. Something like, at least I got my conditioning in. So, obviously, he's upset. Uh, I can't blame him. He's a great route runner. I'm sure he's open and, you know, Locke's not looking for him. So, yeah, Patrick, is. it could be out there, Hilton. You know, look, again, he gets Las Vegas this week. And it's two games in a row now with Hilton. And he was a little banked up. And maybe he needed... Maybe the lack of a preseason hurt him, but he definitely seems like he's coming on. So you can consider him as well. Okay. Anybody else you think? What about the Sims <clears throat> the Sims boys in Washington? I mean, Cam Sims look good, but I mean, are you really gonna start him? <laughs> you know? Uh I can't see it. I mean, Gabriel Davis, uh, but Tougher matchup this week against Pittsburgh, but again, he scored. What has he scored three times in the last four games? Yeah, but he really, yeah, I'd be okay. I mean, I'd be surprised if Gabriel Davis is still available, just only because of the way he's been touted so much. When John Brown went onto the uh, onto IR, yeah, probably. And then he's um, had a touchdown every game since. <laughs> but yeah, I love Gabriel Davis, man. I do. I absolutely do. I think it's a it's a, a solid call. So limited, dude. It's so crazy limited. Yeah, not is. I mean, we just sometimes late in the year, you do get that player that emerges. But this week it wasn't. I mean, I guess QT was the guy last week just stepping into a bigger role. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Uh, 
Nothing on the tight end front. I mean, you know, what, Logan Thomas, he'll disappoint you for another four weeks before he scores a touchdown again. Uh, Jordan Reed, I I just, you know. Revenge game. Is it the revenge game for him? Yeah, he's going up against Washington. (laughs) Well, I hope not because now now I need him to, like, go down like a dog because um, I have a a bet with Andrew Cooper from Fantasy Alarm, uh, Jordan Reed versus Drew Sample. That's exciting. Well, right now, like <laughs> Drew Sample has like a two point lead on him. And all of a sudden he's had like 11 targets in the last two games. This, uh, the whole, uh, he, you know, Ryan, whatever his name is, Finley, Finley yeah. and, uh, and Allen seem to be leaning on the tight end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kind of interesting going up against Dallas, although Ravens didn't really throw to the tight end tonight because Andrews was out. I think Luke Wilson, he drew a, a flag. I think, did he have one catch tonight? Yeah, he had one but, catch for like 10 yards. Yeah, and he drew a flag. So uh, Dallas is vulnerable everywhere. Uh, the other guy that I would consider, I, I don't want to start him, but Cole Komet is past Jimmy Graham. He's playing more snaps, running more routes. Again, that's a desperation play. I don't know if you need it. But then again, there might be people like, ah, I don't want to play Hayden Hurst anymore. He's done nothing. Kyle Rudolph had a zero last week. Ah, Jordan Akins is quiet. So maybe people are looking to take a shot. Uh, So Cole Komet's definitely kind of surpassed. Going up against Houston. Just throwing him out there. Uh, We'll see if John Smith's going to play. I know Ferkser didn't have... His five receptions until the final quarter, but they're going up against Jacksonville. You just got to hope that Jacksonville can put up some points to keep that game in a situation where Tennessee continues to pass. Yeah, but that's, Jacksonville's I'm, been feisty though. They, they they've stayed in games, right? That's, I mean, that's they, what I'm saying. You know, I yeah. mean, like Dalvin Cook rushed for 120 yards on them, but they still managed to keep it close. Now Tennessee's defense isn't as bad as Minnesota's, I don't think, but. Tennessee secondary has been pretty weak and they've, they've been, you know, I mean, we saw Baker Mayfield chuck four touchdowns on them in the first half. So I kind of feel like we could be looking at that Jags game in that same way. Yeah. I, I like the over on that game. I think we're going to see points. I think Tennessee bounce. They have to bounce back in a big way after getting embarrassed last week. That's, that's the game that's going to win me the Millie maker. I'm going to game stack it. Uh, I think others might have the same idea. So <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, but I know about the... Colin Johnson. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There's the, the one-off <laughs> that, uh, people he's won't coming have. Back. Look... He's the, he's the, he's the guy coming back on my Titan stack. Yeah. They'll look to run it back with Chark or Chenault. So, or James Robinson. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, James Robinson. Oh, I'll just have to game stack the whole thing. Forget it. Have Henry and Robinson as my running backs. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess the the moral of the story is that waiver sucks this week. And if you're in the playoffs, you can maybe grab a little bit of depth. But overall, you got your starters on your roster right now. You're not picking anybody up that's going to be a game changer for your playoffs. Yeah, unless Kiki QT is out there because he steps in as probably a solid wide receiver three. But yeah, uh, I don't think Ty Johnson's going to be a difference maker for you. No. And who knows? Frank Gore is a, a machine. He's probably he's probably good, right? He's probably practicing right now as we speak and ready to play this week. <laughs> no, probably not. 
Um, all right. So yeah, Kiki Kute, Tim Patrick is an interesting possibility. Um, Cam Akers, if he's somehow available on your waiver wire, that's a name that you're going to want. But other than that, you got who you got. So we're going to wrap it nice and early here tonight, right? Because Adam's got to go get these stupid rankings done now so that everybody can sit there and look on Fantasy Alarm and be all psyched and relieved that they have their, their rankings, both half point and full point PPR, as well as standard. So, Adam, uh, any any parting shots, words of wisdom, food for thought? Nah, it's crunch time. Playoffs are here, so hopefully all of you guys made it and just make the correct decisions. And it's been a wild year, man. I'm surprised that we have not got a game canceled. Knock on wood. I'm yeah. surprised that we haven't either. I mean, Des Bryant test positive before the game. Ah, no problem. Even though he was hugging everyone, game on. Keep yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just let's let's <laughs> play it no matter what. It's crazy. That's the NFL, though. I mean, it, it seems ludicrous. We'll we'll see if there's like a a bunch of positive tests, they'll get a lot of criticism. But I'm sure they'll sweep it under the rug if it happens. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, everybody's good. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, then there you go, guys. That's what's gonna do it for Adam and I here on Annie Up. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Talk about some spreads, some lines, uh, maybe like an early look at some DFS. I got the watch list coming out on Wednesday morning at fantasyalarm.com. Uh, don't forget to tune in to Adam Ronis always uh, on Alarm After Hours every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night uh, from uh, well midnight to, well, is it midnight to, to 2 a.m. on Thursdays and yeah, and then 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday and Wednesday. Gotcha. Gotcha. There you have it, people. So, Adam, you have yourself a, a wonderful evening, and I'll catch you tomorrow. And for everybody out there, we'll catch you next time.